This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see. A world where men are free. Someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars. When we have learned what Christmas is for. When we have found what life's really worth. There'll be peace on earth. Someday all our dreams will come to be. Someday in a world where men are free. Maybe not in time for you and me. But someday at Christmas time. Hello. Welcome to the Mocha Menace Podcast. I am Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I am solo dolo today. Wow. It has been a while since I've done this. It's been honestly, yeah, it's been a while. It it, re- it really has. It really has been a while. Um, I kind of wanted to do this solo dolo this week. Not exactly sure why. I don't know what possessed me, but it's been a while since solo dolo mocha. Yeah. So first of all, want to really 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 shout out my girl cook because i have a feeling it's because i was listening to her episode and she was the inspiration for this week that's my girl if you're not listening to highly inappropriate girl i don't know what you're thinking listen listen i said like a money van sap says um listen i said do what i say because that's what aunties do we just tell you what to do we don't care if you really don't want to do something just do it do what we said Um, so I really only had one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, it's other things that I can talk about, but I just, um, this is the one that just got me. 
because it's gone to a place that I just don't understand. So I saw this first as most news happens these days on the timeline where that's that's where we get all our news. We see it on Twitter first because now we're in a 24-hour microwave popcorn style of news. So I saw it was about a 90-second video of a guy talking um, because someone claiming to be his friend was like, stop playing with men's feelings. And I feel like she just knew it was her friend and didn't look at what this man actually said. So a man who went by Jay Black on Facebook went live and basically admitted to murdering his ex-girlfriend and that he was on his way to murder his ex-wife. And then he was going to unalive himself. Shout out to my girl, Christy Offa on TikTok. So I'm not playing that video, but these are some of the words that he said. Anyway, I just did something crazy. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, felt like a dream. I never thought I would be that guy. I can't go to prison. So the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife. So she next, then I'm going to do myself too. So yeah, it was about a minute. You know, he took like long breaks and, you know, long sighs or whatever the fuck, you know, murderous pieces of shit do. And then the end of the video, the mind you, it really is like a 90, maybe 96 seconds if I'm being honest. Um, where he ended with, he said, oh, there she go right there. He broke into her apartment and said, today is the day. And that is when the video ended. So there is a, uh, article on the YBF that gives a little bit more details. A Baltimore man if you want to call him that, shared a horrific Facebook Live where he confessed to shooting his pregnant ex-girlfriend in the head. In the video, he said he was going through a custody battle with his ex-wife and that he was going to kill her next, which he did before killing himself. The former couple's two kids were in the back of his car when he committed the murders and suicide. We are living in some scary times. Because this is the YBF, they kind of editorialize it, and I don't blame them. A sad excuse for a man identified as 44-year-old Rajay Sharif Black from Maryland killed his pregnant ex-girlfriend and then went to his ex-wife's home, killed her before turning the gun on himself Saturday. This happened on December 3rd, December 11th. In a very disturbing video shared on Facebook Live, Rajay, who went by Jay Black on Facebook, described his failed relationship with his 42-year-old ex-wife, Wendy Natalie Black, and his 41-year-old ex-girlfriend, Tara Labong, who was pregnant with his child. The 44-year-old man, who was a nurse anesthetist, I always have trouble pronouncing that word, said he was struggling through a three-year custody battle with his ex-wife and that she allegedly accused him of molesting their children, two daughters. Rajay then confessed on video to shooting his pregnant ex-girlfriend pictured above alongside a colleague in the head after an argument during which she told him she would make sure he doesn't see his child. 
right after he said what I and I read what he um said previously, his ex-wife, Wendy Black, showed up in the video. He followed her inside of her apartment building and said today is the day before the video cut off. And he reportedly carried out the murder. Um, And they do have the clip because people were sharing it. <clears throat> it's alleged his kids with his ex-wife, two daughters, were in the back of his car when he committed the murders and killed himself. It's alleged he may have been dropping the kids off. So this is from the Baltimore Sun. Howard County Police on Sunday identified two of the three individuals who were killed in an apparent double murder-suicide Saturday that spanned from Federal Hill to Columbia. Early Monday morning, Baltimore Police identified a third person. Police said Rajay Sharif Black, 44, fatally shot his ex-girlfriend, Tara LeBong, 41, inside a home in South Baltimore. He then traveled to Columbia and gunned down his ex-wife, Wendy Natalie Black. In a Facebook Live video taken between the killings, Black, who... I'm oh, sorry, who was from the 7600 block of Ironworks Way in Hanover, stood outside an apartment building in Columbia's King's Contrivance neighborhood, where he says he's upset about custody issues with both women. Court records show the blacks have been tangled in a custody battle since July 2018. There have been filings nearly every month throughout the past three years, with the most recent one being filed Tuesday. Both Wendy and Rajay Black worked as certified registered nurse anesthetist. Why can I not say this word? Helping administer the proper doses of anesthesia for surgeries and other procedurals such as epidurals. Rajay was a nurse anesthetist at the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs and previously worked for the University of Maryland Capital Region Health for about three and a half years. Tara was working, as ca working at Capital Region Health, according to a statement from hospital spokesperson Jania Matthews, Wendy Black had worked at Howard County General wow, Hospital as a nurse anesthetist for nearly five years, spokeswoman Sharon Sopp said. Just wow, women are getting killed by their partners and ex-partners at alarming rates and it's scary. Our hearts go out to the children who have to go through life without a mom and a dad and then eventually have to find out that their dad murdered their mother. Just tragic all year round. If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or go to thehotline.org. All calls are toll-free and confidential. So that is from the YBF. I am going to... Oh, Lord have mercy. Going to the Baltimore Sun, which I feel like yeah, so I'm going to the Baltimore Sun to see if there's more information okay, so um, because this lit on fire on social media, there was like, I heard I heard, I heard, so um, this is more from the Baltimore Sun, so court records show the blacks have been tangled in custody battles since July 2018, there have been filings nearly every month throughout the past three years. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with the pop-ups. Okay, so back to what I was um, talking about with this case. Um, there have been filings nearly every month throughout the past three years, with the most recent one being filed on Tuesday. Both Wendy and Rajay Black worked as certified registered nurse anesthetists. Yes, 
finally, helping administer proper doses of anesthesia for surgeries and other procedures such as epidurals. There are several domestic violence cases listed in online records against Rajay Black, with the latest being issued in April 2020. The April case, along with a peace order in March 2019, were dismissed by a judge, the record showed. Two other domestic violence cases were filed in July 2018 and September 2018, but were dropped shortly after being filed. The court records do not say who filed the charges against him. Court records records also show a domestic violence case against wendy black in october 2018 but the case was dismissed by the person who filed it records do not show who filed the complaint <sighs> shortly after the shooting police found the blacks two young children unharmed in rajay black's gray bmw in the parking lot of the apartment complex police said the children did not witness the shooting and have been placed in a safe environment the names age Ages or genders of the children were not released by police for privacy reasons. The shootings unfolded within an hour of each other. Baltimore Police Department's Southern District Station got a call around 1.30 p.m. about a residential alarm in the 1500 block of Marshall Street. Inside the home, officers found LeBong shot to death. Police County, Howard County, sorry. Police officers have been had been dispatched around 2.08 p.m. for shots fired in the 7300 block of Edenbrook Drive in Columbia, Department st- Spokeswoman Sherry Llewellyn said. When they arrived at 2.14, they had found Wendy and Rajay Black dead. Howard County officers got a call from their counterparts in Baltimore around 2.22 about the video, the agency said, but it was too late. By Sunday afternoon, there were minimal traces of the crimes that had occurred just 24 hours before. In Columbia, the only thing indicating something had gone awry was a boarded-up window on the first floor of the apartment complex. Wendy Black had worked at Howard County General Hospital as a nurse anesthetist for nearly five years, spokeswoman Sharon Sopp said. And according to his LinkedIn page, Rajay held a nurse anesthetist position at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and previously worked for the University of Maryland Capital Region Health for about three and a half years. LeBong had been working at Capital Region Health, according to a statement from hospital person Jania Matthews. So I wanted to give a little bit, a little bit more. Okay, so court records show Rajay Black filed a federal lawsuit against University of Maryland Medical System in January, claiming he had been wrongfully fired after he exposed a doctor who was allegedly stashing drugs in his locker. The lawsuit, which did not named the doctor, claimed that everybody knew Black was the whistleblower and started refusing to work with him. He was fired in April 2020, according to the suit, and he was forced to risk his life by working a regular nursing job in New York at the height of COVID-19 to provide for his family and obtain health insurance. Matthews declined to comment on the case, citing a long-standing practice of not discussing pending litigation. So... Okay, Dorothy Lenning, director of Marjorie Cook Legal Clinic at House of Ruth, Maryland, said troubling incidents like Saturday's killings raised plenty of questions about the efficacy of the systems in place to prevent domestic violence and protect the abused. People always talk about what she should have done differently, and lots of times the victim did everything she was supposed to do. We really need to then look at the abuser for what he did and how do we keep him from abusing. Lenning said she wonders about how Black was able to obtain a gun and whether the professionals who made contact with the couple as they battled for custody of the children could have noticed signs of any abuse on Black's part, verbal or otherwise. It's just very important that we stay focused on what domestic violence really is, dangerous and lethal. We have not solved what problem, we have not solved that problem. 
And not only do we have to look at the physical abuse, we have to need to look at the coercive control. So that's a little bit more background about what happened. So the reason why this kind of struck me weird is literally watching a, a woman claiming to be his friend literally jump through all of the hoops um, to actually justify her, like basically cover up for her friend is wild to me. The other part that's wild are the men that actually were like, oh, I understand where he coming from. So several things. So the first thing was the fact that you are watching someone basically say, this was my friend, so I feel like I need to stick up for him. I can almost guarantee you, you could literally not say anything when a friend of yours, and I'm putting friends in quotes, murders two women in cold blood, orphans two children, and then because he is a coward, murders himself or unalives himself. Shout out to Chris. Um, you could literally shut up because I promise you, if I knew this person, and the bad part about it is I've been in healthcare for quite some time, so I wouldn't be surprised because the scary thing about it is he looks familiar. And that is the part that's really, really bothering me. It's not, it's not sizzling in my spirit. It's actually making my spirit feel a little gross that he seems familiar. You could go your whole life and not literally say anything about how you know a actual murderer. Because that just looks like something is off with you. Something is wrong with you. That you are like, I'm going to claim this person. Girl, I, I, I promise you, you don't have to claim anything. You could literally shut the hell up. You don't have to say anything. I, I really, really, like for real. So a young woman who literally wanted, who literally just wanted to fight, and I'm not exactly sure why, um, wanted to fight everybody because you wanted to hold up the fact that, Y'all need to stop playing with these men's feelings. And the bad part about it is, the fact when it comes to intimate partner violence, especially with black women, the stats are staggering. And those are the only ones we know about. There are so many women who don't say anything because they don't want to put a black man in jail. They don't want that on their conscience. They don't want that stigma. On some level, I get it. There's no way I can be black and not get it. But the other part of me that is a lot larger, realizing that my safety is more paramount than his fucking feelings I can't fuck with that. I can't rock with it. I really just can't because he don't give a damn about hurting you, but you care about someone who don't give a damn about you so much that you'll just take this shit. And it's 
wild. It's just wild. It's just like... <clears throat> so this young lady apparently... She went out and said... Because one, she was one of the people who shared the video. And was like, he is my friend and y'all need to stop playing with these men's feelings. And there were men trying to justify why this man would kill two women because he can't make it work. He can't co-parent effectively. As if those women from their side probably didn't have a re probably had a reason to do the same thing. And it's like as much as I am like I am like that unaliving myself is just something I would never do. Let me just say this. If you have the urge to murder other people and traumatize your children, how about you start with yourself first? Unalive yourself first. You still not paying no child support. If you unalive yourself and just leave, since you don't want to pay, you know what? When you're dead, you're not paying child support. So guess what? Maybe you should just do that instead of literally traumatizing your children, traumatizing those two women's families. And honestly, traumatizing your family, because I'm pretty sure you have a mama. You have family that have to act like, oh my God, what the hell? This is our person. Yeah, it is. Your family member's a piece of shit. And that's on period. And to watch someone who, to her credit, she spent a long time arguing with people who said, you basically saying, I got to uplift my friend not realizing you're triggering and traumatizing other women who, one, have probably lost family members to domestic violence, have been in these situations, and prayerfully they have gotten out. Um, they may still be injured. They may still have trauma going on. They have to, get hair, have to heal from it. And then they're seeing somebody, seeing another woman basically be like, I don't give a damn. He was my friend, and y'all don't know the whole story. I think the thing that got me was that she was like, I don't know how do we, I didn't know he was a murderer. It's like Heffa, he flat out said that he murdered somebody and was about to go murder somebody else and then unalive himself. What do you mean you didn't know? You did know. And to her credit, she is like, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to just say this and I don't give a damn what y'all say. So here's the thing. There are these things called the drafts and the group chat. You literally could have left this alone instead of being extremely being an asshole because your murderer friend was a murderer. You could have shut you could have shut the fuck up. Like it really really was not necessary. And I'm asking anybody, if your friend is done some heinous shit, Please just be quiet. And if you cannot resist the urge to not say anything, baby, get yourself a journal. Go to the go to the Walmart and go to the stationery section. They got journals there. You also go to the um, office supply section. Get you a nice um, wired notebook and write down all your thoughts about your friend because y'all seem extremely weird. Um... 
Because one, why would you say something so gross? You are gross. And the thing about it is she ended up deleting the tweet. So now she coming back. She deleted some of those tweets and then was like, no, I ain't deleting nothing. I don't care what y'all say. I'm like, but then here you go. You still talking. You still talking like you're like, y'all don't know. I'm like, y'all don't know about this man. This man is going through. He murdered two people and then killed himself. I don't actually give a good goddamn about his feelings. Fuck his feelings. He killed two people. He, he traumatized his children. Yeah, his feelings are literally at the bottom of my barrel. It's like, yeah. And, and to see men actually justifying this and actually saying, I'm like, I guess I understand. It's like, I swear, it's so weird to watch people not understand what misogyny and misogynoir really is. Because when we say that there are black men out there and notice we are the bad part that I have to qualify and say, not all that there are men out there that have to qualify it when these same men do not qualify when they talking about black women, AKA females, girl, if y'all don't stop calling women females and just on, and just because Women are asking you to stop. I don't, it's like, they literally need a actual, like, you need a um, peer-reviewed article to give to men when you say, please stop calling women females. Why? Wait a minute. If a white person was calling you something you wouldn't want them to call you, and they said why, you'd be pissed. So why do you don't turn around and do it to black women? Y'all need to have a little circle and talk about this. Why don't you go to your daggone barbershop and talk to your barber about this? Because you don't want to go to therapy, so go talk to your barber. How about that? I... To watch men actually justify it, it's kind of like, it's because you don't... Y'all don't like women. And when we say that, they're like, I got children. I fuck women. Yeah. So, hi. Let me Let me just say this. Men who act like that, they don't love black women. They love black pussy. You like an actual organ on someone's body. You don't like black women. Black women are people. They are just not their sexual organs. They're not. Or they're not the gender they identify because all women do not have vaginas. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I need y'all to understand that. Must and also, as proof by little little Miss Thing, little Miss Tink Tink, that Tweety Bird that was on that, like I'm so I I ain't messing with this. I I think what y'all say, but bitch, you deleted those tweets. Now check that. You do care, cause nobody nobody who won doesn't lock their account, cause bitch is still public. Okay. If you didn't care, you'd have locked, you would have propped your account, or you would have muted everything. Left that shit up. Why'd you delete it? Oh, I kind of know why you did, but that's neither here nor there. You a punk ass just like your friend that's burning in hell right now. I said what I said. Okay? I just... 
it's just maddening because here's the other thing. So there are some men out there who like black pussy. They don't like black women. Tip two, all misogynists do not identify as male. And she identified and she is proving my point. Cause you're like, Oh, I care about women. No, you don't. Cause there's no way in hell that you would actually go. Well, he, my friend girl, I don't give a good goddamn. If there's a man in my life who did something as heinous. I am not saying anything. One, I'd be too traumatized to speak. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that is insensitive. And also what he did was just disgusting and toxic and horrible and just downright evil. That's it. It's like he was just being evil. I don't want you. The thing about the fact that there are men who are trying to pathologize him. But if this if this was a woman, and mind you, <laughs> um, and she did this, she'd be like, she crazy as hell. Y'all would just relegate it to that. And I think she tried to allude to, yes, little Miss Tweety Bird, tried to allude that he just snapped. See, you notice if you watch the BET snap, you don't see a lot of men on there. You want to know why? Cause that's not how that shit works. What's that dude with the um on the TikTok that do like the drumming? Don't don't don't. He just he makes me laugh. <sighs> that story really just kind of rocked me. Her response to it, people and guys going, I think about that a lot. <clears throat> Call Kamala. Call Kamala right now. Lock these niggas up. And the bad part about it is you, it's a, like, I say that it's a little bit in jest, but there's truth in jest. However, it's still like, I'm not even a hundred percent being serious when I say that, because I know how shitty that sounds. Mind you, I'm talking about men who harm, um, maim, murder black women. And there's still a tinge of me going, Oh, but I don't want like black men to just be locked up because we're like the, like that's the largest amount of people being locked up. It's just <sighs> girl. What? Uh -uh. It's like, I, it's like, that's how fucked it up. How fucked up it is to be a black woman. Is that knowing that essentially Nobody don't give a good good goddamn about you. Young women in schools who get, um, I don't want to say punished. I guess punished is the word um, that I want to use. I can't think of another word. Highest amount, black women. When it comes to hair discrimination, yeah, black women, okay, um, when it comes to trans women's death, black women. Uh, when it comes to sexual assaults, it is actually, I think at this point, indigenous women. But again, this is not oppression Olympics, but we're also high up. Intimate partner deaths, pretty high. Little girls that disappear. We don't get specials. We don't get documentaries. We don't get people going we need to go find it unless it's from black women because nobody cares we are never seen as soft or or like worthy of being like protected 
and we have to protect everybody else because when shit needs to get done, you call black women. We want things organized, black women. We want support, black women. When we ask for it back, it's like, look, we ain't got no time or y'all don't do enough. It's very interesting. The backbone of a lot of revolutions, civil rights, gay rights, even women's suffrage. Black women are there. Cis and trans. If you want to be very technical, cis and trans. I said it. We are there. There's a lot of shit that don't move forward without us. Black women were the, were the um, support of the Black Panther Party, but it feels like we don't talk about that. But when black women are like, we need you, it's like, oh, I'm too busy. Or, I mean, y'all don't do enough. Um, What do you bring to the table? And then you get stories like this and you hear men actually justifying why this is okay. And none of this is ever going to be okay. His children are traumatized. Both of those women's families are traumatized. One of his ex-girlfriends is actually Asian. So yeah, that's a lot so now we got AAPI hate entangled in this too. Because again, we don't get like when it comes to women's victims, it's usually a white woman. They were like, oh my God, we got to do something. I'm kind of really sick of that. It's the kind of M. And I feel so sorry for these women's families. I still feel so sorry for these children. I feel sorry for that man's family because guess what I'm not going to do? I would not be sitting here defending him. And I mean that. I just, I don't understand this knack to literally not just stick up for black women. It has to be some sort of prefaces. It's got to be some sort of reason. If it's not someone, woman, I, if it's not a transactional relationship to a black woman, to a black woman, there's a lot of, there's a lot of black men, some black women, let me not even, or any non-black person, that that's the only way they'll do it. I'll stand up for black women if it's somebody I know. I'll stand up for a black woman if it's somebody I, something I can get out of her. Not just standing up for her because she's a black woman. A young woman was literally marching for social justice on the heels of George Floyd and black men who've been killed by the police. She was sexually assaulted and murdered by a black man. And we're not, and people didn't want to have like, well, I'm like, that is not a unicorn story. I just want to let you know, because when it comes to black women and safety, the call is coming from inside the house and across the street. So not only do we have to deal with non-white people treating us like shit, for some of us, our own men treat us like shit or basically act like we're not worthy of it because we're not giving them anything. That is something that black women have to deal with. And that's the sad part. And if a man speaks up and say, Hey, stop treating black women like shit. It's like, Oh, you simping cause you think that's cause you tell them what they want to hear. I don't know any person who don't want to hear stop treating. I don't know any black woman who's going to like not want to hear stop treating black women like shit. I don't understand why that's, that's not the flex that you think it is. (sighs) 
It's a lot of sighing today. So I actually did want to talk about something else. So Nicole Byer has a special on Netflix. It's called BBW, Big Beautiful Weirdo. I have not watched it yet. I like Nicole Byer. I think she's funny. I loved her on Nailed It. Nailed It is sometimes part of my self-care. I adore her. I think she's funny. I think she is extremely funny. So, she has a special out, right? Now, when it comes to comedy, comedy is suggestive, right? A subjective. Sorry. And so, somebody who literally could shut the hell up is Faze on Love. So, Faze on Love said, he put it on his Instagram. He did a picture of himself and a picture of Nicole. So after very long consideration, I felt the only way to get a Netflix special is to become an unfunny black, is to become an unfunny black woman. My new name is Nicole Byer. This is my transformation. So comedy hype is um, the first place I saw it on Twitter. Nicole Byer retweeted and said, this is nice and fun. So she has seen it, by the way. So ain't nothing worse than when people who are shitting on you look like you. This is what the fuck we're talking about. So if the thing about it is, if it was a white dude saying it's about Nicole Byer, I feel like more dudes would be coming out saying this shit ain't cool. But because it's a black man, it seems like a lot of people aren't saying too much about it, right? And y'all, it still is up on his um, Instagram account. So he put that up. So Nicole did respond to his post. One, I love the lipstick in this photo. She in the yellow is black woman in yellow. Okay. So she replied with three purple hearts and said, thank you for thinking of me and posting and having so many people check out my special. Because Faze on Love has never had an hour long special. He does not have a Netflix special. Nicole Byer is not stopping him from doing so, but that's neither here nor there. My girl Diamond Styles from Marsha's Plate, another bitter, under-accomplished black, had a emotional, am I the real voodoo bay voice, mad at a black woman's success? Emotional. <laughs> girl, that's so funny. Um, Rodney Perry wrote, wow, LOL, which y'all can do better. D-Ray Davis but I think Nicole is funny face. I'll rock with you on a couple others though. I don't know what the hell that means. Lunell put a laughing emoji and girl. Okay, whatever. Okay, Lunell, whatever you say. So let's see up. So yeah. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to stop. It's basically him. I thought he was maybe responding to what he said. He didn't. Um, he said that about her. I'm not exact. You know, it's very interesting to watch. Face on Love is also the uh, is also the same person who came after David Chappelle. And I have to say that <laughs> he, I saw a lot more people saying you going too far with Dave Chappelle than they are with this Nicole Byer thing. But I'm also not surprised by that. Um, You are actually coming after Nicole Byer and trying to shit on her by saying she's unfunny um, because you don't have a Netflix special. She seemingly, her star's on the rise. She has a book out. She, yeah, I think she's had two or three books out. Um, yeah, let's see. She hosts Nailed It. She's an actress. Um, because I think she's in a new show that's just premiering either this week or next week. <sighs> Honey, you seem like bitter. And the bad part about it is y'all should call him what he is. You're bitter. You're upset that you, one, you can afford to rent a plane because that's what you're saying about your improv thing, that you chartered a jet. You're upset because she has a Netflix special and you seemingly think that you should be doing this thing. Um, Put your money where your mouth is. Be funny and you can be giving you a Netflix special. I don't, like, I really don't understand why shitting on a black female comedian is the flex. And I don't really quote too much on Mark Lamont Hill. He's, yeah. But I liked his retweet. This is so lame. That woman wasn't bothering nobody. Why attack her? Throwing black women under the bus because you don't have a Netflix special? And why do you possibly think you deserve a Netflix special? That is literally the question. So the thing about it is, the people that I've been noticing from my little corner of the Twitter that have been calling him bitter have been women. Um. Okay, why is this taking me down? <clears throat> He came to my house once when I was a kid and I remember being really excited because I thought he was CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green is a whole nother thing. Um, And someone pulled up his part of his Wikipedia page and said, girl, that's not the reason Netflix isn't giving you a special. So under Wikipedia, it says controversy and legal issues. In 2014, Love posted a series of controversial tweets in the wake of the sexual assault allegations against Bill Cosby. Defending Cosby against the charges, he used profanity and racial slurs against Cosby's, Cosby's accusers as well as comedian Hannibal Burris, who had been credited with bringing wider attention to the allegations in a stand-up routine. In 2015, once Love once again posted tweets in defense of Cosby, dismissing his fellow African-Americans who believed the allegations as spineless monkeys. Peep that. 
And March 7th, on March 7th, 2017, Love was arrested on a charge of misdemeanor assault in Columbus, Ohio. An altercation with a valet had occurred at John Glenn Columbus International Airport with video evidence showing Love grabbing the valet behind the neck in the baggage claim area and throwing him onto the ground and onto the desk. Love pled not guilty, but later pled no contest and received a $500 fine and 180-day suspended jail sentence. Um... I swear, it's so interesting that when it comes to black people in entertainment, there is no unspoken rule of support because we both black. No, 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 no. It's wild to watch and I've been watching it. And for some men... If they see a woman, especially a black woman, succeeding, seemingly more successful than them, they feel like they got to humble them or say they ain't really worth it or they're not worthy or they're, in this case, she's not funny. I haven't seen the special yet and I kind of don't care. You are a twat, sir. And it's like, it wasn't even necessary. And all those folks who said, yeah, he was kind of wrong about Chappelle, maybe keep that same energy with this. It's like, okay, you just book him bitter for no apparent reason. It's like, she's not harming you. She is not stopping your bag. Sir, you chartered a whole jet. You still working for some God awful reason. After you said people who literally said, hey, this man who allegedly sexually assaulted somebody like, yeah, I believe it. Or I don't know if I can rock with this. Literally, you call them spineless monkeys because they didn't just support a man who would not have pissed on them if they were on fire. Hashtag the pound cake speech. Okay. That's the same person. I wish y'all would keep that same energy. I'm not even doing low key, mid key or high key. I'm just talking, man. I'm just talking, you know, just talking. So I think the last, actually, no, it's a couple things. This is Bravo related. Y'all know me. I'm a Bravo lover. I'm a Bravo watcher. Um, so a couple of things from Bravo. So two things. First thing, Mary Cosby. And the lack or the like, like the seeming silence from Bravo. Now, not on last week's episode, but the week before, Mary Cosby was being confronted, in quotes, by her um, rest of her castmates because of what happens at her church that they think she needs to answer to, based on the fact that their other castmate, Jen, um, was arrested by the feds from New York, allegedly because she stole from people. She stole money. She defrauded, um, I think, is Rico Child. She got so many things. Her case is coming up in March, girl. Whew, Lord. The only thing about Mary, um, Jen's arrest is what happened with her children. Because the people that came to her house put those guns and her children's faces. These are young black men. And this was shown on Bravo. There was no trigger warning. 
And shout out to Moni from Mixing with Moni. I was triggered just the way she was. I'm like, this is not okay. These are kids. These are like, they're under 18. So to me, they are children. Why are you putting this in their face? These are children. I don't care how tall they are. They are children. Look at their face. They are children. A friend of mine said, guess the age of my child. I'm like, and I know he's a baby. I was like, I'm like, he couldn't be no more than 12. And she, oh yeah, he is 12. And I was like, yeah, because that's the thing. We always age up black children. Boys and girls, we aged him up. What are you like, 45? Girl, no, he's 12. But we don't do that with actual grown white men. Okay, never mind. Stephanie, whoo, holy spirit, activate. Holy spirit, activate. Sorry. So the only thing about Mary's thing is like, I don't like that her children are traumatized or that she's traumatized because this happened to her children. Because one, that don't sit right with me either. It really don't. So they were having a conversation with um, Mary and basically trying to equate what she, the, the rumors about Mary's church to what happened with Genshaw. And it's like, girl, y'all are in Salt Lake City, Utah, and some of y'all are affiliated with the Mormon church. We're not going to do this today. It's like, that don't sit right with me. It does feel a little racist. Just actually a lot racist. It's like, that's pretty racist. Because why, why are you doing that? So when Mary was talking to Lisa, she was, cause she was rightfully upset by, cause she's like, wait a minute, how y'all going to do this with this? Um, so Mary was like, how you going to, um, compare me to Jen who's doing stuff like those Mexican people who do drugs or sell drugs or make drugs. And I was like, did she just say Mexican people? And so... Of course, that triggered a lot of people, most notably, most notably Hispanic and Latinx people, because it's pretty shitty to say, because Bernie Madoff was right there. He's a whole white man. Or you can say, how can you compare me to a criminal? Criminals don't have no race. I mean, we, we make black people or just... <laughs> The bad hombres. I mean, we're off of the bad hombres. Mexican only sends their worst. Mexico only sends their worst people from the border as if it's like acting like we only have one border to Mexico as if the border to Canada is not a border. But to y'all, it's like Canadian people are white people and that's not necessarily true. But of course, for Mexico, you're like, that's bad hombres. They only send their worst people, which is not even close to true. But... Here you are, Mary Cosby, uplifting that or perpetuating it. Me saying that her white cast members doing something super racist by trying to criminalize her church does not negate the fact that she is dead ass wrong for what she said. That is on period. She's dead ass wrong. You know who else is wrong? Bravo for not even acknowledging what she said. There was no statement. There was no IG story. There was no notes app apology. There was nothing from Bravo. And I'm like, that is wild as fuck. Right? Shout out to Yvette, Yvette from Bravo Latinas. She had her own statement. Bravo would like to apologize to the Mexican Bravo TV fans affected by comments made on the last episode of Salt Lake City. We do not stand with the racist comments made. The Mexican culture is a beautiful culture and is part of quilted... 
foundations of this country. We apologize for the harm this may have caused. We would also like to apologize for the years of offensive and derogatory remarks made by the other franchises, especially the New York cast, on countless trips to Mexico and Latin America. We understand we have done a horrible job of inclusion when it comes to Latinas cast as housewives and a horrible job of including Latina, Latino, Latinx talent in production. We promise to do better. Said Bravo TV, never. She has a point. She wrote something comprehensive because she actually thought about it. This has never happened. This Even the thing with Dallas, with Tiffany Moon, it was kind of like, oh, it's we're, we feel so bad. It's like, girl, you didn't even say what she said was racist. Y'all can just act like it didn't happen. And the thing about it is, then Mary Cosby, then Mary girl, like, every time I think about it, I'm just like, girl, gotcha. what, girl, what? So then Mary Cosby decided on her own little way. This is, she put this up a week after the episode. So last Sunday, she put up what looks like one of those signs you can find in um, a craft store. And she said this, I would like to take this opportunity to address a comment I made on the last episode of R-H-O-S-L-C. I use poor judgment in my choice of words. Please accept my apologies. I was not trying to single out the Mexican culture. I am African-American and I know racism firsthand. I've lived in daily. I lived it daily my whole life. It is important to me that you hear this apology directly from me. Oh my God, girl, this font is driving me nuts. My comment was reckless, unintentional. I am truly sorry. So let me just tell you this. One, if you're going to do a notes app apology or Instagram apology, choose one fucking font. Two, your apology is bullshit. I don't care that you are black. Baby, I'm black too. You being black has nothing to do with you perpetuating racism because that is not how that works. You perpetuating bigotry does not, you being black does not cancel out what you said. It was racist. It was bigoted. It was xenophobic. Girl, we're not even going to have this conversation with you. But saying, I'm black, I know what racism is. So then you should have known the minute that you said it. It's like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. God, I'm so sorry. And the thing about it, she said it to Lisa. Lisa was like, so she was, apparently she was on Watch What Happens Live the same night this apology came out. It may have came out after, I don't know. Um, Where she was like, oh, don't worry. We address it um, later on in the um, season. Baby. You should have addressed it the minute it it left her fucking mouth. You said nothing. Bravo said nothing. And he's like, oh yeah, I mean, does it come up? Because what she said, it was like, yeah, where's y'all comment? Where's your statement? Where's the notes app? I don't believe you. This half-ass, let's address this, but not address this. Let's address this, but then address this is really daunting. So it's really interesting because people bring up what happened last season or Atlanta with Kenya Moore. It's like, yeah. So Mary Cosby is a black woman too. So I'm wondering if they didn't really jump to say something about Mary because of what people said about Kenya Moore last season, when it came up, she did an apology. They did an apology. They edited that scene out of the, um, out of the episode in the same damn season that the show was on. 
they took years to edit out scenes from Southern Charm. They were able to edit out that thing with Kenya for after a couple weeks. So, and as fucked up as it is, I have a feeling they didn't jump to say anything about Mary because of what happened with Kenya. People said, oh, so you're going to say something about when a black woman say something um, offensive and racist. I hate to say it. I think they are listening to the comments, which they shouldn't because one, you should have addressed it. And that is on period. What she said was actually shitty and wrong and racist. And that's it. I don't care what she meant. Cause one, it's kind of like, it don't matter what you see. That's the thing. And I said, shout out to Bishop Brandon. We have all these conversations where we talk about intent versus impact. You intended to say, don't compare me to a criminal. Sure, but that's not what happened. The impact was that you actually criminalized Mexican people. You like the, the Mexican people who make the drugs. Um, so drugs are made everywhere. In every country. Russia, Canada, home soil in America, also Colombia. But I don't want you criminalizing Latinx people either. Because I don't want you criminalizing Latinx people as um, drug cartels. And I don't want you criminalizing African people as pirates. See how that works? It's like, I don't want y'all criminalizing any non-white oppressed group. I don't want you doing that for anybody. So, yeah. One, Mary, she should have been checked in that moment. But Lisa did the same thing and Cameron did. And Stephanie did in Dallas. Y'all ain't say shit to Leanne's face. You should have said something to her the minute she said it. I don't give a good goddamn like, because y'all were afraid to say something to her. So when they say y'all afraid of Mary, like, no, we not. Then why the fuck you ain't check her, Lisa? Why'd you check her? Because I would have. I'm like, that's not cool, Mary. It's like, don't say that. That's ridiculous. You could have said criminal. And it's like, nobody's going to get mad at you. Like, why are you trying to compare me to an actual alleged criminal? Let me say alleged. Alleged criminal. You didn't do that. You literally just let her say what the fuck she wanted to say. Because you're a baby back bitch, Lisa. Now you're, you're a fair weather. You're a fair weather friend. Because when you should have said something to her in the moment. I don't give a good goddamn. That's what y'all do in Salt Lake City. Y'all don't say nothing in the moment. Y'all wait till weeks, months after. It's like, no, bitch, say something now. Bravo. You should have said something now. You didn't. So you got this one week. Then, last night, on Below Deck, we are following up another season where a black woman that people did not like, or like, they didn't like her attitude, she wasn't kissing their ass, this, that, and the third. I could say a lot about Lexi, a lot I'm not going to say is, um, girl, I'm not doing any of this with you. And the thing about it is she needed to leave. She should have quit when she wanted to because she did not, she, she had way too much going on. If I had buried my father three months before, there's no way how I'm like, I'm sorry. The minute that I sniffed that something is not sizzling right in my spirit, I'd have left. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to go. I'm like, I don't want, I'm not dealing with somebody like that. I'm not dealing with that chef. I'm not dealing with basically the whole staff, not even trying to give me benefit of doubt except for the one person, but I feel like it wasn't for real because he sure do chalk a different game on the internets, but was like trying to be empathetic. I'm like, I feel like you were just doing performative empathy and that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to do this. Um, so we go from what happened with Mary Cosby 
and her being shitty and racist to Mexican people, racist, xenophobic. Um, I still think about Texicanas when they said, you know what, the only place I'm white is in America. Because in America, if you are Hispanic or Latinx, it is considered an ethnicity and not a race. Also, if you're Middle Eastern, that is also not considered a race. It's considered, and the thing about it is, in some places of employment, it's not there at, like being Middle Eastern is not even listed on paperwork. So basically, you're just saying that you're white. Which is wild when you're like, I'm not white, I'm Middle Eastern. But here in America, I'm seen as white. But, okay. Mm. Yeah. So we go from that to Below Deck. Another season of maybe diversity is not something y'all should do. Maybe y'all should not diversify your staff if you're not ready to do the work. So back at the height of the initial peplum dress quarantine a deckhand had said some racist stuff on his twitter he got fired by the production company and the production company at bravo did this like this joint statement and he was basically edited out of the season and that's seemingly easy because he's a deckhand it's seemingly easier to edit out exterior staff than it is interior staff because it feels like the interior craft cast i'm sorry oh crew um mingles with the guests more so it's kind of like if you cut an interior person out you cut out a lot of scenes with the guests the charter guests so yeah So they edit out a deckhand. And everybody's like, ooh, this is a big step. I'm like, it's only because it's easy to cut him out. The rubber's going to meet the road when they do something different. Okay. So there's a young lady by the name of Raina. Beautiful young lady. She seems fun. She is having an issue with her direct report by the name of Jake who, by the way, she is now on good terms with. I think they had to work through this and get to a better place because they're all cool. But he has a way of speaking to people that I hear that I'm like, why are you talking to them like that? But anyway, that's not what's going on. So her and her chief, Stu Heather, were walking back to the table. This is out at a dinner. Like they're, It's like the charter is over. They were coming into dinner. I think they had went to the bathroom or went to go take a like take a cigarette break. They're walking back in, and Raina said, "Oh, Jake, this, like essentially either my nigga or this nigga." Heather followed up with this nigga, and I went, "Did she just? She she? Okay, wait a minute. Maybe we're gonna cover that." So then, everybody's coming back to the boat. Because I think Heather was behind her. So here's the thing. Raina said she heard her. But here's the other part. The crew, the production, didn't edit that out. It edited her saying that. So it was Heather and I believe Jake. Um, 
and Raina, they were in the kitchen. They were back on the boat. This is after dinner. She hadn't said anything to her when she heard it because I think she only said it maybe once when they were walking back to the table. So they were, um, Heather and Jake were sitting at the table and she was like, I think she was doing a rap and she said, nigga, at least twice. And Jake's, and I have a feeling that Jake didn't hear it because he probably, his drunk ass probably don't remember Rachel also said, she's like, you didn't say that. But the thing about it is, I think Heather had said to Rachel, she said it at the table. Rachel was like, no, you didn't. Technically, I don't think she did. She said it when it was just her and Raina. So that's why nobody's like, I don't remember you saying that. So when she was sitting at the little table in the kitchen and she said it again, Raina was like, you can't be walking around saying the N-word. You can't be saying it. This is 2021. People getting canceled. I don't want people getting canceled, but you can't say that. And Heather was like, I don't remember saying that. And it was like, girl, you literally just said it. And then it became about Heather and her feelings and how she felt attacked. So Raina had been drinking, but she wasn't that drunk enough that she didn't actually hear what the fuck you said. So next day, Raina's off her mark because she's just mad about what happened. She's just mad about what happened. Cause it's like, wait a minute. Why are you basically like, oh my God, she attacked me. It's about my feelings. And she made like, she made me feel bad. This, that, and the third. So she had a look on her face. Eddie thought it was towards her. And she's like, no. And the thing about it is, it's like, they're like, what is her problem? Um, you know, why she got this look on her, her face. Like, what is her problem? She needs to get it together. This, that, and the third. Right. So Eddie thought is because basically now Raina is being listed as someone who has a bad attitude that she just got a sour attitude. She don't want to listen to the body negating the fact that one Jake's talks to her with a, a really nasty tone. And, um, I don't know what I was about to say. Why am I forgetting um, this man's name? I want to call him Billy, and that's not this man's name. Sweet Christmas. Eddie. I don't know why I want to call him Bobby. He looks like a Bobby and not an Eddie. But it's kind of like Eddie wasn't really listening when she said, it's just the way he says things to me. And he's like, well, I mean, you got, it basically was like, look at his job and he's doing great. You need to just like rise above it. Because even when she tried to explain it wasn't about him, she was like, because I think she, after she had talked to, I'm, I'm jumping all over, Eddie and Jake. Because Jake was like, I just asked her a question. She's like, no, that's not what happened. He basically like, he was trying to make it seem like he innocently asked her questions. No, you were actually being kind of nasty to her. So I'm kind of glad that they worked this out. Because I'm like, girl, I don't think I'd be cool with nobody the way he talks to people. Because it's like, ew, yuck. Anyway, um... She was, she, I think she was talking to like, I think her mom or dad, she was talking to a family member and she was loud as shit on the phone. Eddie could hear her. He's like, well, I heard what you were saying. And it's like, so it's like, you were like, you know, keep it down. If you're going to complain, I'm like, to a certain extent, I get that. Um, cause why didn't you knock on the door? Hey, um, so can we chat? Um, so I heard your phone call. But that's not what you said to me. So now I need to, let's have a conversation. There's a way you could have did that. Because she didn't say, no, I ain't say it. It was like, oh, shoot, well, let me just tone it down. Because now it's like, if that's the case, if I know I have an issue and I'm feeling a certain way and then people, like, I can't maintain my volume because it's like, I'm just upset and I'm emotional. 
yeah, I'm gonna start just texting shit. <laughs> so like then you'll never hear it because I'm texting and you can't hear me. Okay. Um, so that was the first thing. So then when she went back, she's like, can I, she went to Eddie cause I think she had talked to, yeah, she talked to Wes, the other person. So here's the thing about Wes. Another thing. Wes is on the same crew with Raina and Jake. He has an issue with the way Jake, Jake talks to him, right? He also has a reason. Um, they When they got into it, it was about mugs. And she's like, it's not even my mugs. Oh, I was just telling you to do something. I'm like, why are you telling me to do something? And it's not even my, I'm like, what are you, why are you telling me to do it? And it's not my mug. I'm like, what are you doing? So, Wes in a confessional said, I think she was overacting. I mean, girl, you need to calm down. It's like, wait a minute, hold up. Are you saying that to Jess? Who complains about her crew like every damn day? Are you telling her that she's overreacting? Are you, I'm like, I mean, you're not really telling her either, but you're not saying that about Jess. And I'm like, yeah, Wes, I peeped you. Okay. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad he's, uh, if you want to say about the confessional, fine. But yeah, oh my God. I want to talk about this with Adrian um, and Jen from Gangplank. I might message them because I have so many thoughts about this episode. Um, So when she went to Eddie and told him about what she said, he was just, it's kind of like, it's, it's like it didn't even register with him that that could actually be upsetting her. That the, one of the department heads said the N word and everybody seemingly is like, it's not that big of a deal. You need to control your face when we're at work. I'm like, yeah, they're not in a job where they can call out sick. Because I honestly would have been like, yeah, I'm not coming to work. But they're on a boat in the middle of the Mediterranean or wherever the hell they are. They live where they work. They cannot call out. So there's that. So you can't like, because honestly, she should have taken a personal day. So here's the other part of that. So Raina did... You know, basically, she did a Q and A on her IG story. It's a lot on there, cause honey, she let the chopper spray. Heather put this on her Instagram. I am sorry for the hurt my ignorance caused Raina in tonight's episode. While I apologize to Raina throughout the season, I cannot express enough how truly remorseful I am. Part of my responsibility as chief stewardess is to provide a welcoming, safe environment for the crew, and I fell short. Over the past nine months since this episode was filmed, I have learned how my words and actions can affect others, and I vow to do better in the future. So this would be cool. If in the moment, that is not how you acted. You acted like she did something to you. So that's why I'm just like, you can write all these pretty words and people come into your Instagram that are non-black telling you that, oh, apology accepted, it's fine. I'm like, girl, you, you can't absolve her of something. And the person who you quote unquote apologize to seemingly does not forgive you because your apology does not ring true, right? Um, so Raina had put some stuff on her IG page. Some of it people took screenshots of because she had said a lot. So they did not have a live episode of Watch What Happens Live. I have a feeling they, and the thing about it is I could have swore they were supposed to. Because every Sunday they put out who's supposed to be on the show. I could have swore they had a live episode for last night. But child, what? 
whatever. So some of these are the snapshots from what Raina said. Because it was basically like, you know how you can do Q&A? Um, so some of these. Am I tripping or did Heather just say nigga on this damn TV show? Am I really tripping right now? She sure did. People who say, say it that comfortable say that shit at home. I agree. Are you and Heather still friends? I've never been friends with Heather. I wish her the best though. Do you forgive Heather? Do you think she is sorry? I don't. She says it regularly and that is clear. Did Heather ever apologize to you? She just posted an apology on her IG. Fake as hell. That's not apologizing to me. She wants attention, forgiveness, and clout. And clout sorry. Hashtag thank you next. Some of the other screenshots from last night were at Bravo TV needs to make an example out of Heather. Unacceptable. Head up. I hope they do. It made me really sad. Nothing was done and they kept rewarding her. And producers still just stood there. The thing is, they should have fired Heather. It's 2021. Why isn't at Bravo addressing this? I'm sorry you had to go through that love from Canada. It makes me sad. And thanks, girl. You were so kind. My blood boiled. Heather and Eddie should be fired. They don't deserve you. It really impacts me moving forward. I start to become really discouraged and unhappy. Rightfully so. Because you went to your department head and he was like, I mean, I guess. And then that's another department head and people are acting like what she did was not okay. So some of the other screenshots, cause she took like, you know, Q and A, you can do it up to a certain point. She's like, I got to restart it, which is really weird. Mm. Um, so she restarted the Q and A with, they trying to stop the question. So I re-uploaded another poll. Let's go. Do you feel safe and protected by production? No. Something happens so bad that it becomes impossible to trust anyone with time in the viewing. And I hope we can unpack everything. Did you feel safe and protect? Oh, I'm sorry. Just read that one. I've been looking for a reason to cancel Bravo. I found it. That shit's inexcusable. I'm so sorry. My feelings are hurt or my feelings are just hurt because you want to feel supported, but it's okay. I want everyone to have the strength to get through this. Did she apologize during the season? Was it as weak and fake as her IG apology? Have to stay tuned, but we aren't and have never been friends if that helps answer your question. Wish her nothing but the best. She's young and hopefully can learn from these mistakes. Also, Heather isn't sorry she just said it. She said it. She's sorry she got caught on camera saying it. Hopefully she grows and really learns from this. She's young and has a long life ahead of her. Heather said you made her feel bad. Like, huh? Yes, that hurt my feelings too. The way she said it so easily made me feel sick. I'm so, so sorry. It makes my skin crawl. I hope she learns from this and grows. You called Eddie Jimmy Neutron. Okay, that really made me laugh when she called him Jimmy Neutron because now I can't unsee it. That shit had me on the floor. To the person who said, please educate, it's not Raina's fucking job. Educate yourself. Give this queen a crown. You did not have to be that nice the way you corrected Heather and she still got upset. I was so upset about how I'd come off and was scared of me possibly getting in trouble, which is crazy to even begin with. So that's the issue. You offended her and she, like Raina was offended by what Heather did and she still was like, I can't because I'll look like the angry black woman. This, it's not cool. It's just not cool. Um... So let's see how the rest of this season goes because, honey, I don't know what's going to happen, child. I don't know what's going to happen, but 
the thing about it is when it comes to racism on Bravo, it's always been there. It's just that you haven't had diversity of cast on the show that it hasn't. I mean, it's like you've seen it. But then it's kind of like been people who are like maybe wait staff or in service to someone. And you're like, why are you talking to them like that? Da, da, da. But Low Deck has not necessarily been like less. It's been not. It hasn't been less diverse, diverse than Housewives because they've had um, people of color on the show. It's just it's now glaring when y'all just trying to stick black people on here or stick Latinx people on here. And thinking that's going to make this shit okay. Baby, it's not. Or sticking um, South Asian people on here. Or sticking Caribbean people on. It's like, it's not helping when you're not actually addressing it. Because let's be very clear. If Heather was a deckhand, y'all added her ass right the fuck on out. Because she's the department head, y'all acting like you're going to edit around it. And basically, Raina is, it looks like she's about to get the angry black woman edit that Lexi got. No matter how you feel about Lexi and what happened with her staff, I will tell you, that is not even top 10 on Below Deck in history of this show. That's the part I'm like, this is how I know y'all don't be paying attention. It's just, it's amplified because it's a black woman. So love and light to Raina Lindsay on Instagram. Because she gonna need it because people are acting like, because this is coming around the holidays, people are shutting down. People aren't doing recaps. Um, and maybe watch what happens live is going on a break. I don't know. Um, I don't know when they're filming their reunions. Probably not going to be until January because they said on yesterday's episode that they're halfway through the charter season. So we're probably getting a mid-season trailer probably either next week or in January. The mid-season trailer is probably going to come out. This is when you know I've been watching the show too long. Okay. So y'all, that's the end of Solo Dolo Mocha. I might be doing this a little bit more often, but thanks for listening, y'all. Um, so it looks like, and I will say this as much as I'm like, just talking about Bravo and y'all taking breaks, baby, we are going to take a break for the holidays. So yeah, this will be the last episode of Mocha Minutes for the rest of 2021. We're going to take a little bit of a break, recharge, reset, and just relax. It's been a long year. If you are thinking about the pandemic, it's been a long, oh, let's see, March 2020 is when I mark, where I mark it. So almost two years. So at least 18 months. See, I see, I talk about those mothers that do like, my child is 15 months old. I'm like, girl, what? I don't, I don't know. What? See, see how I am. But yeah, so at least 18 months. It's been a little bit rough. This see this year honestly has been it's been rough. 2020 was rough. 2020 2021 was rough. So it's good to take a little bit of a break to the end of the year. I will be back in January with new episodes of Mocha Minutes. Having to have some hotness, some new hotness. Can't wait to have some people back. But everybody, please enjoy your holidays. Um, enjoy this time. Enjoy the quiet if you need quiet um, and take care of yourself. And yeah, actually, I'll say it just like Erica De Niro TV. Um, take care of yourself, protect yourself and protect your energy. Everybody have a great holiday season. You know what? I'm not going to say bye. I'm not going to say bye. Maybe I can 
sing out. Maybe you should do another Christmas song. You know what? No, let's still another Christmas song. Let's see. Okay, so let's do that. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas and as we trim the tree, how much fun is gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Shake a hand, shake a hand now. Have a great holiday, y'all. Bye! See, I could not do it, y'all. <laughs>